This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall. Hello, this is Miss Amanda. Thanks for joining us for Among the Stacks today at the Allen County Public Library. So it is a new year, Miss Amanda. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? I am so bad about keep in course with anything these days so no and I don't usually do resolutions I just want to be happy with the me that I am in this moment and we'll just go from there well that's exciting then I think that's great that you're accepted that you know you're satisfied with where you're at Mm -hmm. or you know it's kind of I think sometimes a waste of time to try to mold yourself into some sort of ideal of the world and uh I think I think you know, you can really do yourself more harm than good. I think about so many people going on crash diets Mm -hmm. or, you know, and suddenly they go to the gym and they sign up for a Jerry. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about signing up for the gym, but they just overdo it that first week or two. And then, you know, they're just like miserable and walk away from it. So moderation is better. I think so. so, I think so. um, There's always room for improvement with anybody, but if you can just learn to be happy in the moment that you're in and then, you know, slowly make improvements as you can and as it fits into your lifestyle, then I think that's what has worked best for me. That's thing too. Well, I did have some goals. I have some reading goals. My goal is to read one book a week. So last year, I actually surprised myself. I read 64 books. Good for you. Uh, well, I listened to a lot of yeah. those books. I read very few books anymore, and that's terrible being here in the library with all these beautiful books in the covers. But, you know, I lead such a busy lifestyle. The audio book just really fits my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and so, but I still count listening to audiobooks as reading. I love I'm into the story. Yeah, I love our Libby app and how we can get those books and to patrons' hands. And you know, every once in a while throughout the year, you'll get these people, you know, who are our patrons, but we don't see them, but they're still using the library. They're checking out their digital uh, audiobooks and ebooks. And, um, they would be, you know, lost without us here. And we we want them, you know, use, utilizing that service. So I know I've got Absolutely. A, it's just a really good service that I take part in. And I was doing a little figuring uh, when I was on vacation last week. And I think I read about 55 books last year. And a majority of them were on the Libby app. And I was doing some figuring. If I was to have bought all of those books in the store it would have costed me almost $2,500. So if everybody can take in and see, you know, how much the library can really save, you know, on your wallet, um, it's just a really good thing. So it is. <clears throat> and we have lots of services mm-hmm. that we offer, like faxing. Yeah. Know? I'm amazed at how many people use our faxing services. And we send the first four pages for free. Yeah. And uh, we only, we still, we're probably the cheapest copier place. Yeah. Now we don't want to, do thousands of copies for you. We'll send mm-hmm. you to Bowling Green for that. But if you need a few copies, we 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 charge ten cents a copy yeah. and that sort of thing. So we're, there are lots of services, free notaries, yeah. things that we offer to the community. So I, I haven't calculated how much money mm-hmm. I saved. Now I'm still using the Overdrive app, but that's going away, <laughs> folks. So yeah. if you haven't started. Go with the Libby. Yeah, that transition is coming. Yeah, the transition is coming. coming. But I'm going to wait until they make me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because I'm a rebel. You are a rebel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of being a rebel, we have made some changes to our website. It has been changed. so good, though. Go ahead. <laughs> Under our www.allencountylibrary.com, you can go to events mm-hmm. and see our calendar. And... It's it's so you can at a glance see everything that's going on and it's color coded mm-hmm. for age groups and that sort of thing and um, so you can see what is going on and you can register online now you can still if you think I don't want to register online but if I'm like right now clicking on Miss Amanda's pre K mm-hmm. story time. Mm-hmm. And so I want to see more details and I click on that and this really fun picture comes up for toddler time. Mm -hmm. And I see that there are 25 seats available on this day. And so the parent just enters the name Mm -hmm. and how many children she's bringing and her email address and phone number. And she can get an email uh, to let her know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it sends her a text if she if uh, we're still learning about this product, I know it's, it's a, but you, I know it sends the email like at least two it days. It sends in the advance. email to remind you that you've registered, mm-hmm. and so you don't bother us. And you're always happy. We're happy yeah. for you to call and bother us. But it, it's right at your, you know, you get reminded in in a gentle way, and uh, I think so it, it's yeah. fun and it helps us manage registration. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, and being fair, you mm-hmm. know, that's what people are like, I want to register for all. So you have to, the class has, you can't register until a month in advance, mm-hmm. but it's, it's open and we want, you know, due to social distancing, especially for the children's programs, uh, we have to have pre-registrations mm-hmm. because we have to limit the numbers to, you know, for yeah. social distancing and for all of our programs and, uh, and talking about registering for some exciting programs coming up, I'm going to go ahead and mention, my favorite program. <laughs> ha ha, what did really. you get called the it's other a, day? The queen of prime time. <laughs> I was called the queen of prime. The Kentucky Humanities Council uh, offers a grant to, for us to do primetime family read night. And we partner with them. Now we pay for the food, but they pay for the storytellers and the discussion leaders. And they send us the books. And it is a wonderful program. So I was at Lexington at the uh, Kentucky Book Festival. And uh, Miss Kathleen, uh, who is in charge of the primetime program and works for the Kentucky Humanities Council. So I was there as an author, not really didn't have my library hat on, but everywhere we went, she introduced me to people as the uh, prim- queen of primetime, the primetime family read night queen. So, so nice. I got tickled, but if she recognizes, and I'm not, I'm not the only one. I can't pull this off on my own. I have such a great staff and support group is we put a lot of effort into making this a successful event. We feed people really good food. Normally we'll order food from dumplings. Sometimes we do subways or pizza. Mm -hmm. We try to spread it around, but with, again, with, um, COVID, we've gone to dumplings because he can do individual servings. Everyone picks up their own box of food. But we feed the families because we recognize for working moms and dads or any mom and dad, when you've been on the go all day long and to come into for a library program at five o'clock is hard. And that's why we feed you. Mm-hmm. So we feed the family mm-hmm. and uh, and then we have the story and discussion. And especially parents, if you have, I know because of COVID, we have some children 
and who have fallen behind in reading mm -hmm. skills. So this is the perfect program to help bring your school age child, help improve their reading stores mm -hmm. and to get them back on track mm -hmm. in a fun environment. And these are award-winning books and you'll get a set of books that you get to keep forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, registration is open now for prime time. It starts the first Thursday in February. Yeah. So February the 2nd, mm -hmm. so February 2nd. Oh, I'm looking, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the January calendar. Yeah. I almost did that the other day. I know I I'm caught you. To, <laughs> I'm trying to mess that up. Yeah. I really try hard. <sighs> no, it's February 2nd mm -hmm. is the first night and we have two families registered. And I think I'm going to increase it to 15 because we always have people register that don't come. Right. And then I'm thinking, Oh, I've got all this food. Yeah. I yeah. need to feed people. Yeah. And so, uh, so I'll, I'll just kind of skate, skate on thin ice there and open it up to 15 families mm -hmm. and, We'll see how it goes. What happens. Wonderful. We'll see. So it's always good. So that's a, uh, you've got a new program. Yeah. Going on. Tell us about your new program. So Monday, this past Monday was our first time having it. It's called the in-betweens. And so it's for 10 to 12 year old kids. They're too old really to fit in the younger age group of programs that we offer, but they're too young to be in Miss Delonda's teen program. So they're kind of stuck in the middle and we have seen, you know, over the years that this is a group that we tend to lose when it comes to programming. Um, they kind of fall off the wayside and you just don't get them back when they're older. So I'm trying to really puff them up a little bit and really intentionally try to get them in the library. And we had four come this past week and they are so fun and so goofy and we just had the best time. So we're <laughs> looking forward to seeing more of that as the, as the month goes on. And, you know, something that was funny to me is uh, for some reason in my little pea brain, mm -hmm. I was thinking mostly girls would come to mm -hmm. this program, but you had several. Yeah, I had, I had, I, I, yeah, like it, it was a majority boys, you know, it's a boy heavy I program and they were and so sucks. good and helpful. And, you know, one of them, he wanted to be the one stamping the books. He wanted to help Miss Amanda stamp her AR books. And I let him, you know, we showed him how to do everything correctly and very responsive, very teachable. So that was wonderful. And, you know, I just wanted, you know, really instill, you know, the library practices and what we do behind the scenes and get them involved and uh, let them have a say in what we're ordering and displays and things like that, because I want them to feel like this is their library because it is. And hopefully that's going to continue as they grow. Well, awesome. Well, <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking forward to see this program grow. There's, you know, folks look at our calendar. There is something for every age yeah. group at this library. We do art programs. We do craft programs and uh, reading programs. We have two book clubs, one that meets on uh, uh, one o'clock on the third Tuesday of each month. And then another one that meets uh, that same Tuesday, mm -hmm. club, the same Tuesday at five o'clock. Mm -hmm. So there's something for everyone here at, the library. And so, well, I mentioned I have my reading goal to read a book a week and I'm right now I'm on track because I have read two books already. And so I'm going to go ahead and share one of those. I just finished it. I love World War II books. Mm -hmm. And so I read uh, The Paris Dressmaker, which is by Christy Cambron. And uh, it was published by Thomas Nelson. So I was expecting a 
well, a lot of times in Christian fiction, you get a lot of um, spiritual stuff, but there wasn't a lot other than she did pray once. When she, I mean, I thought she was about to be shot by the Nazis. She, <laughs> that she would make anybody want to pray, I would think. <laughs> I would be praying. I'd be, I'd be praying 24-7, I think. But it was so interesting. And because the care, well, the title, The Paris Dressmaker, there are actually two dressmakers. And they were involved in espionage, like, they would like go to the Nazis, um, the, the women, the, oh, I don't know their paramours, I guess mm-hmm. the Nazi officers, paramours, they would dress them in these, you know, couture dresses mm-hmm. and listen and take pictures, you know, cause they were in the, the bedrooms of these, uh, women, you know, right. measuring them for their fancy dresses. Right. And, and that was a place where they were given acts. Like there was all sorts of, you know, papers and things like that, you know, strewn, you know, or on a desk or something. So she was, you know, taking pictures on the microfilm and sewing it into her own clothes. Mm. And it was very, you know, I never thought about it. Right. And so, and then part of it was trying to save the artwork. One of the women too. And, um, it was uh, so, but it, it seemed that they were working with the Nazis, you know, to the outsiders. And so their neighbors might not have been very, you know, they were called collaborators mm-hmm. when really they were secretly spying, but they couldn't tell anyone. And, uh, and I thought about, you know, even when uh, Paris was freed, then uh, one of these women was actually attacked and treated as if she had been a collaborator with the Nazis instead of, and because they just didn't know that she'd been with the resistance. Right. And so that was kind of hard. And, you know, after the book, the author shared notes that this really happened, that women were actually tried Mm. and uh, sent to prison for being a collaborator with the Nazis when it, sometimes they were actually working to help feed secrets to, to the underground. So wow. it was really thought provoked, you know, anytime um, I read a story like this, I'm so thankful to be an American and one uh, and to just have freedom, right. freedom to read, freedom to speak. Yeah. You know, even, even that if someone, you know, people today are so vocal, they tweet stuff and they might say something ugly about someone. Well, if it's true, I mean, it's their opinion. Mm-hmm. We live in America and everyone has that freedom and, People, I feel like if they want to share their opinion, um, I hope they'd be nice. But, of course, there's a lot of mean people out there. But I still celebrate that we in America have that freedom. And that book really reminded me of that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what have you been reading? Well, one of the ones that really struck with me, I have become a big fan of Maggie O'Farrell. She is a author. She was born in Ireland and she writes really great historical fiction novels. Um, I had talked about one previous called Hamnet, uh, but this one I read is called The Marriage Portrait. And it takes back, I mean, way long, like 1500s and just a different time back then. There was our marriages were arranged and, you know, at the end, both woman and man, they wanted to to be in love with who they were going to be with, but that wasn't always the case. And so this arranged marriage on the outside looking in had potential. And, uh, but it opens up where Lucretia, um, 
she is knows that within a year of her marrying Alfonso, that she's going to die. So that's how it opens up. Oh, so this whole time you're just thinking, well, when is this happening? And you're kind of going back and forth in time, you know, a year p- prior to her marrying Alfonso and then up to the point where she could be fixing to die. And you just don't know which way it's going to swing. And there's a lot of ups and downs within this very short marriage that they've had. It goes back in time before she met she met Alfonso and her bringing up because they come from a royal society. Both of these people do. And she had a lot of expectations from her family, but she was just the odd bird of the bunch. And she didn't quite fit in in any place. So they would often just send her down into the kitchen for the kitchen maids to help raise her. So she didn't get that nurturing spirit from her mother and father like her other siblings did. But because of this, she is super strong-willed and she's got this survival instinct. So just picking up on all those clues, you know, from her youth and then growing up to become this young woman who has to marry this man and all the things that she's had to, you know, really come, you know, come out of, um, the ending got me. It was really great. And it, she just leaves you, you know, looking for crumbs all, all along the way. She's very good about keeping your thoughts just, you know, constantly going, even on really hard subjects, because, you know, this is very deep into history. And I'm sure there were so much research that she had to have acquired to be able to write this as well as she did. Uh, but it was called The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell. And it was a four point uh, three star on Goodreads. So it was I mean, I w- everybody had, that has reviewed it has seemed to really enjoy that book. Oh, good. It sounds so <clears throat> very deep. And yeah. Moving and it was very good. Completely the opposite of the book that I'm going to. <laughs> that's great though, because <laughs> that's what it is. Reading is you've got the deep, meaty books, and then you have fluff sometimes. And well, after reading a World War II book, I have to read something light to yeah, you know, sort of cleanse that palate uh, and get ready for something else. Wonderful. Well, I read Authentically Izzy uh, by Pepper Basham, and I know Pepper. She is just a delight. She is uh, Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, writer, uh, pure Appalachian, um, but in authentically Izzy, um, we have Izzy whose cousins set her up. Izzy's a librarian. Okay. And uh, her cousins set her up because uh, on a dating app and she connects with Brody who lives like on a little island. It's not a real place. I don't think it's called Skymar. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like thinking about a little Irish island. That's what it reminded me of, maybe Scottish. And um, But it was told, the book starts out being told through emails, both between, I think it's called epistolary. That's the style. I don't know. That's a word I'm not that familiar with. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so if you ever read You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah. Or like that movie. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me oh, of. Oh, fun. And so they start, Brody and Izzy start emailing each other. And his family owns a chain of bookstores that are struggling financially. And his family, uh, they want him to get married too. 
And so he, but the only reason he said signed up for the online dating thing is because apparently this little island where he lives is there's so few people you can get financially rewarded if you marry and bring another person yeah. to the island. If so, if he can marry, oh, find a woman and marry her, he gets fi- re- financially rewarded. So that becomes sort of a part of the conflict when Izzy, you know, finds out about that. You know, hmm. is is he is he just trying to right. so we can get this money? <laughs> and uh, but anyway, but it's fun. It was a fun light read. I I love Pepper's ability for fun dialogue. Yeah, She's so creative and just i'm very jealous oh. of her ability she's no i love she's a delight uh that i can just you know the snap of it you yeah. know back and forth between cousins and brothers and sisters and family members who are all uh meddling in her life and brody's family meddling in his life as well there's lots of meddlers in this book but it's a light fun read and i think that was put out by thomas nelson too i have to go look okay. to see so but it's very it's very good awesome. very good if you want a nice something to make you forget all your troubles in the world to just relax. Uh, that that's a really good book to, that I could suggest for you. Awesome. So, I've got, what else have you been reading? I've got one that I just love and I was telling you about it. Um, the author is Bonnie Garmus and she has tried to write and put herself out there for years and nobody's ever really grabbed, you know, what she had to offer. And then she wrote this book called Lessons in Chemistry, and um, they put it out. And within 24 hours, her publisher was getting all of these text messages because everybody was going crazy about it. And it has hit the—I mean—hit the run the the ground running. This book has. Um, I will say though, her. I mean, she is just doing great things, and she is. It says that she's. Um, She's uh, born in California. She currently lives in London with her dog and her husband. Her dog's name is 99. And if you read the book, you'll understand why the dog's name is 630. Um, So the dog's name is 630. And you've got two characters, Elizabeth and her husband, uh, Calvin. Um, They are both very intelligent people. Um, They're chemists and um, he is a world-renowned chemist. He has he's on the track of being a Nobel uh, Peace winner, and she is kind of in his shadows, and she doesn't want to be. Um, she doesn't want to get married because she doesn't want to have to conform to his last name because she has a lot to offer to the science world too. And as the story goes on, um, as life happens, sometimes tragedy occurs, and she becomes a single parent. Um, so she has a lot that she's having to really, um, take ownership of that. She wasn't expecting, um, she's a single mom now and she's got to figure out life. She never wanted to be a mother, but now she is, and she really has nobody in the world to help her and nobody wants to help her because she is so unusual, um, just with how she thinks and things, but she does, um, I will say she takes, solace and solace with this neighbor of hers and her name is Harriet and Harriet um, is one of my favorite characters in the book because when she sees a problem she wants to fix it and she comes over to um, Elizabeth and she's like you call me if you need anything call me 
And it goes on where Elizabeth is just too proud to ask for help. When Harriet is on the other side of the street, looking out of her window at Elizabeth's house, and she's whispering under her breath, please call me, please call me. She just wants to be that helper. And so that was just one little tidbit from the story, but it's called Lessons in Chemistry. It's wonderful. It is just so unusually witty and fun. Uh, It's um, shrewd at the same time, but the cast is just so great. But I will say the cover page, the cover image of the book does not do it justice. I'm not much of a chick lit fan. There's a lot of people that are. I'm just not into it. So the cover art on this comes across very chick lit. And um, Mm -hmm. I was looking it up and somebody was, you know, kind of upset by how this book was um, portrayed to be. And Bonnie, the author, she got on there and she's like, I have to agree. I'm the author and I hate how my cover looks. But, you know, in the world of publishing, she doesn't have that say always. No, you don't always get that. You know, I had that put in my contract for my book. People, they said, you did not. I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And I have to say, I don't know if I would have pushed back if they'd said, no, you don't get a book contract Mm -hmm. if you don't. But they agreed Mm -hmm. because I know how important a cover is to sell books. Yeah. And and I have gotten, that's one thing I haven't worked in a library. I know a good cover. And I get so frustrated too when I look at sometimes at some of the big publishers Mm -hmm. and I thought, is that the best you can do? Yeah. You know, you have a book, it's got an arrow in it or one little symbol. And I'm like, that doesn't tell you anything. That cover doesn't make me want to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't tell me if it's science fiction. Who? I mean, a cover should let you know if, you know, what what kind if you is it going to be a horror is it going to be a romance a chiclet yeah you know authentically Izzy is chiclet and it's a great cover yeah where this and, one's not chiclet but it just looks that way um she did right, she did exactly. go on to say she said <clears throat> you can google other covers because she has had this book released into different I think over thirty two different countries now have had it um, translated. And she says, Germany and UK both did a really good job of my cover. And she has high hopes that the cover is going to change in the U.S. for the paperback. So she's not pleased with the cover. It's still selling like crazy. It's got great reviews. Um, so it's not hurted mm-hmm. that much. But just to think how how much farther it could have went. Because people right. just think the cover is for, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's it's more than a chiclet. It's just, it's so good. And that cover did not transpire well for that story. And, it's interesting. Can we repeat the, repeat the name yeah. one more time for It's me. called Lessons in Chemistry, and it's by Bonnie Garmus. Okay. So you look I'm at it, and you, you tell me what you right think. Right now. Tell yeah, me what you think. Like Doesn't it? Chiclet. It does. It's nothing like that, They should though. have consulted two librarians <laughs> right. for it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd only ask us. We would... Yeah, I I mean, (laughs) no, just little things like that just get me sometimes. I'm like, I just don't understand. Librarians know books. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know books. We know stuff, and we know how to find out stuff. They should just consult us because we're here to help. That would be a reference question. That would Would be be a good cover for this book. Mm -hmm. Let's see. We would. All right. That's all I've got for today. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't have anything else. Folks, we hope you'll come have a happy, happy new year. Yes, yes. Kick off the new year right with by checking out a lot of books. Download a book. 
come by to see us programs uh, all kinds of stuff see you mm-hmm. uh, check out our calendar remember if you want to register for a program or find out what's going on go to www.allencountylibrary.com click on the events tab and check out our new improved fabulous calendar. It just puts the patron in control more of what they can access. And I think that's really important. So I've been trying to push that for sure. But also you can always call us or stop by to see us 270-237-3861. You got it. Just call. All right. right. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. Goodbye. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.